Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we're talking about the Hawks' 110-99 win over the Boston Celtics. The Hawks get great performances from Kevin Herter and also from Cam Reddish off the bench, and Trey Young also chips in with a double-double. The Hawks push their winning streak to three games with strong performances at the end of the first half and at the end of the third quarter. Without further ado, let's get into it. The Hawks keep just rolling along here at home at State Farm Arena, and even with without having DeAndre Hunter or Neka Kangwu, they're able to have a comfortable victory over the Boston Celtics. The Celtics weren't 100%. They were missing their center, Robert Williams, and they also did not have Atlanta native Jalen Brown. Um, but a 34-point performance from Jason Tatum was not enough for the Celtics to be able to hang in against the Hawks. I think that the Hawks have found some consistency being back at home. And that consistency is stuck with a plan that the Hawks have been able to execute. I think they've also been able to find some consistency in the rotation and finding that consistency in the rotation and guys knowing when they're going to get minutes can also help the team get into a rhythm and really be playing very good basketball. I thought one thing the Hawks did really well in this one was control the boards. They did not let the Celtics get a lot of second chance opportunities. The Celtics did have 12 offensive rebounds, but the majority of those came in two specific possessions. I think six of the offensive rebounds came in two possessions, and one of those the Hawks were able to get the fourth offensive opportunity, a rebound opportunity, and close that possession down. Um, the Celtics would finish the game with just nine second chance points, and both teams would have 44 points in the paint. Uh, the difference in this one was, frankly, just two shots from the three-point line. The Hawks were 13 of 37 from the three-point line, whereas the Celtics were 11 of 41. Um, the Celtics had a huge performance from Jason Tatum, 34 points on 12 of 22 shooting, but he was just 5 of 12 on his three-pointers. And again, I thought that the Hawks did a nice job of securing rebounds on a lot of the misses from the Celtics. The Hawks shot the ball pretty well. They were 41 of 81 from the field. Um, and they got to the free throw line. They were able to get to the free throw line 18 times and knock down 15 of those free throws. But this was a game that started and Kevin Herter was as hot as anyone. He came in in his first shot of the game. He got into the paint and elevated and was able to knock down his little jumper that has turned into a real weapon for Red Velvet, something that he got going in the playoffs last season. I thought he was it was really good to see him kind of get his night started on that shot. And then he started knocking down some three-pointers for the Hawks. He would end up hitting four three-pointers in the first period. The Hawks would have a one-point lead at the end of the first quarter, 30-29. to 29, And they would really not look back from there. They would outscore the Celtics 28-20 to 20 in the second quarter. And to start the second quarter, I thought Lou Williams had one of the worst inbound plays ever where he threw the ball in and went straight to Marcus Smart who threw a kind of slick behind the back pass to Jason Tatum for an easy lay-in but the second unit would settle down and um ultimately take a carry the t push a lead up on the uh Boston second unit and then the Hawks starters were able to come in at the end of the second quarter and push the lead all the way up to 11 uh 9 at the end of half the Hawks were up 58 to 49 the third period the Hawks would go absolutely crazy hit scoring 33 points compared to 28 from the Celtics a big run for the Hawks was three straight three-pointers from Bogdan Bogdanovich um 
Again, Kevin Herter getting hot early. It was nice to see that the ball kind of found all of the Hawks players throughout this game. And after not being really the focus of the team for the first two periods, Bogdan got open three straight possessions and hit three straight threes. And anytime any Hawks player goes on a little flurry like that, it's going to remind me of when Kyle Korver just kind of wearing his face mask had been really frustrated against the Bucks. And finally, the Hawks started getting him the ball and he just went flamethrower and hit four straight three-pointers. But Bogdan hit three straight three-pointers to push the Hawks' lead up to double digits. It forced a Celtics timeout, and the Hawks were able to carry that momentum into the fourth quarter. And this was a game where Cam Reddish came off the bench, and he played extremely well. He takes a lot of pressure off of other offensive players for the Hawks because he goes to the basket. And at the start of the fourth quarter, he had eight straight points for the Hawks. He got an and-one opportunity going right at the center of the Celtics in his cancer, got the ball up on the backboard, and it fell, and he was able to make that shot. He then was able to make a little two-pointer, um, and then he had another and-one where he kind of got to the elbow at the free-throw line and hit a shot and was fouled. Um, Marcus Mark went up his back and was able to knock down that free-throw. And those eight points kept the Hawks' lead at above 10 points, and really the Celtics never made that push to get closer than um, you know six points in that fourth quarter. And at, at the three-minute mark of the fourth quarter, the, the Celtics called off the dogs. They put in the bench, and the Hawks were able to kind of cruise to an easy victory. It was um, really good to see the Hawks control this game really from the first quarter onwards. They never let the Celtics really get any rhythm. Early on, the Celtics had three-point shots from Grant Williams falling, and Jason Tatum really got going in the fourth quarter and second half. But by that point, the Hawks had already built a 10-point lead, and it was going to take a Herculean effort from Tatum to get the win. Um, some performances from the Hawks. Again, it starts with Kevin Herter. He had 19 points, 5 of 7 from the three-point land. He had five rebounds, two assists, and a steal. Uh, J- John Collins, who didn't we didn't really talk about, he had t- uh, 20 points on 9 of 13 shooting. He made his only three-pointer a corner three. Of course, he should be getting more than one three-pointer up. But JC and Bogdan had a beautiful play where I'm not even really sure how Bogdan got the ball to John, but John made a beautiful play and, and was able to finish with a reverse. And that was a part of a two-possession set in the fourth quarter where John Collins made two baskets in a row, and those were kind of the four points that really just broke the Celtics' back. Um, He would finish with those 20 points, 11 rebounds, one of them offensive, an assist, two steals, and a block. Trey didn't have his best shooting night. He was just 4 of 12 from the field, but he was 10 for 10 from the free throw line, and he had 18 points to go with 11 assists, a steal. He did have six turnovers, and really that was the only area that the Uh, Celtics really hurt the Hawks was in the turnovers and especially live ball turnovers. In that first quarter, the Hawks had a huge lead. Again, Kevin Herter was going off, but the Celtics were able to hang out, hang around by getting some live ball turnovers and Jason Tatum getting some easy buckets in transition, um, whether he was getting a a hit ahead from Dennis Schroeder or he was making the steal himself and getting a lay-in. But um trey had a nutmeg in this game whenever trey gets a nutmeg it's a fun play he was able to get old hawks legend al horford on him and and uh, as two guys were trying to lock down trey in the corner 
He did a little tray through a little pass fake up in the air and then was able to bounce the ball between Al Horford's legs to John Collins, who laid it in. Again, JC is pretty much automatic around the basket, and it was just fun to see uh, Trey get Al with the uh, the nutmeg. I think the list of uh, victims of that nutmeg is just continues to grow, and Trey Young will always use uh, any way he can get his his teammates the basketball. He will find a way to get an assist. So um, quiet game, shooting the ball. Trey didn't make any of his three pointers, but it's really encouraging to see him be effective when that shot isn't falling and. Um, he's starting to really take advantage of when the other team is in the bonus. Trey has started to figure out he can get to the free throw line, maybe not with his shot fakes and stuff, but when the other team has got fouled a lot and gotten into foul trouble, Trey has started to dribble, get fouls that way, and um, to, o- to only be 4 of 12 from the field, but get those 18 points is really encouraging for the Hawks point guard. Bogdan had a quiet night for the most part, but that 3 uh, three three-pointer little barrage really helped him. He was four of 10 from three-point land for 12 points. He had six assists. I thought his only other three-pointer, uh, which was in the first quarter, kind of right at the game as the game was started, he hit the corner three right in front of the Celtics bench. was a nice one as the Celtics took the early lead in this game. Um, but Bogdan is just going to come in and do do what he does. Again, it was nice to see him explode a little bit in the third quarter and really have his little time to shine. And then finally, Clint Capella just had nine points, but he did have 12 rebounds, two of them offensive. He had a steal and a block. Um, his block was was spectacular. Now, Cam off the bench, we got to talk about him. Uh, Cam would finish with 19 points on eight of 14 shooting, just one of six on his three-pointers, but two of two on free throws. He had a rebound, a st- uh, an assist, three steals and a block. I thought his aggression on the defensive end, especially getting his hands on the basketball was uh, spectacular. His two of his steals in the second half were just, just amazing. Just incredible steals. He had one where the Celtics got a rebound, got the ball up to Schroeder and Cam came out of nowhere, kind of full speed and was able to get the ball away from Dennis and then throw a pass to John Collins, who wasn't able to finish with a dunk, but was able to put the put the ball in the basket with a little um, lay-in. And then uh, Cam Reddish just picked the pocket of Jason Tatum, and that is not something you see very often. But Jason Tatum was at the top of the key trying to get the Celtics back into this, and Cam just knocked the ball away, kind of full sprint, was able to keep it inbounds and get the ball for the Hawks on the offensive side of the ball. Um, just really good to see Cam again. He got his first basket going to the to the rim. He went and he found contact. He he hit the defender and was able to get his lay in. And to see Cam really going to the basket, he started. I thought early on in his career, you'd be like, "Wow, like Cam is six nine, but he sometimes plays like he's maybe a little bit smaller." Now he has figured out how to use his kind of full wingspan, and he makes these layups where he fully extends and gets to the other side of the basket. And he has these reverse layups that are just spectacular. Um, and he's able, again, he is finally, he's finding ways to slip into the defense and get all the way to the rim. And he's finishing really, really well. It's it's really something to see. It's great. I think, again, him not settling for three-pointers and going to the basket is something that's going to serve him very well. It was good to see that even... And after the little flurry of three pointers from Bogdan Magdanovich, he found 
uh, Cam for the corner three, the one that Cam was able to knock down. But it was just a great performance from Cam Reddish. He had those eight straight points at the beginning of the fourth quarter that really just paced the Hawks to to get this win and, and really kind of shut down any opportunity that the Celtics had to get back into this game. And it, the great thing about this performance from Cam Reddish was it wasn't anything spectacular or like he didn't really have to do anything. He made great effort on both steals, but he wasn't like doing too much. I didn't feel like he was ever doing too much on the offensive side of the ball or getting a ton of fouls, being way too aggressive on defense. It just seemed like a very under control performance from Cam. And again, we're starting to stack up these performances with Cam off the bench. And if these performances continue to play, he might work his way into the starting lineup or he might, he's definitely going to work his way into the six man of the year conversation. So wonderful performance from Cam, something he can certainly build on. And I think his confidence is growing and hopefully that is something we continue to see this season. Danilo Gallinari got in. He was part of a funny sequence in the second quarter where Dennis Schroeder, former Hawk, came in and uh, ran right into Danilo, and Danilo fell down and was able to take the charge. There was a timeout after that play, and both players got together. They played together on the Oklahoma City Thunder for a couple years, and you could see Dennis and Danilo talking, and Dennis was laughing about just the fact that Danilo was able to draw a charge on Dennis is something, you know, I love the guy, you know, the the rooster. Of course, he's been spectacular at the farm, but to see him take a charge on Dennis Schroeder is, is pretty funny. Um, he would finish the game uh, with eight points on three of six shooting. He was one of four on his three-pointers uh, and had four rebounds. Lou Williams would finish with two points, three assists. He, those two turnovers, again, his turnovers look really bad when he has them, but Lou is going to give you that consistent effort, and him combining with um, DeLon Wright has been a very solid backcourt option. Again, I think Nate McMillan has found a little bit of rhythm with his rotations. He really likes Clint Capella to be in there with the second unit, and he's found a little bit of, whether it's Danilo Gallinari or Cam Reddish filling in with John Collins being at the five, but an all-starters lineup without Clint Capella with one of those other forwards. Um, it feels like Nate McMillan has, has fil- figured his rotation out and has found a a group that he really likes running with. But um, Wright would finish four of – he would be one of three from the field. His one make was a three-pointer, so he finished with three points. He had four rebounds, and assist, and a steal. That makes three games in a row that DeLon Wright has finished with a three-pointer, which is if he gets his three-ball working and he, him and Lou Williams are with that second unit, this Hawks team is just – you're starting to see that depth really pay off. And that second unit for the Hawks that they have now is one that could be starting for a lesser team. A, a lineup of Lou Williams, DeLon Wright, Clint Capella, um, and Danilo Gallinari is one that is that could start for a lesser team. They wouldn't be very good if they had to start those guys, but that's a starting lineup somewhere. Um, And so it's been very nice to see Nate McMillan sort of settle in on what his rotation is going to be, but big win for the Hawks. They moved to seven and nine on the season. They're trying to fight their way back to 500 after that brutal West coast trip. And they get another tough game as they have the uh, Charlotte Hornets coming to state farm arena on Saturday night. But Big win for the Hawks, one against a t- an opponent that we're going to see again, the Celtics. Um, and so it's really nice to see the Hawks starting to get into a rhythm and starting to get into a flow and have some of that old swagger back. And 
again, it's been nice these last few games. It's not been one player that I've talked about. It's kind of been somebody up and down the roster. And I think that flexibility for the Hawks and just, again, the depth of this team is, is going to serve it well as the season goes forward. Of course, it stinks that, of course, DeAndre Hunter is out. Aneka Kongo is out. I know um, you, from social media, there's no one who wants to be on the court more than a Kongu. He he just wants to get back on the court. But the Hawks are finding a way to get wins, and hopefully they can continue this on this homestand after that West Coast swing. But the Hawks play the Charlotte Hornets on Saturday night, and the Kettlecast will be here to cover that game after that. Go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!